Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. I just want to say a special welcome to my constant listeners, to my semi-constant listeners, and to my new listeners. Welcome, maniacs. How are you today? How are ya? I am doing good. Um, I am currently recording this from my car because my recording situation at home has gotten a little interesting due to my kitten, Louise. She's an extremely vocal cat and she needs a lot of love and attention. So when I'm not paying attention to her, she tries to get my attention by meowing. So I am recording in my car today to (laughs) save you all from hearing my cat. But anyway, I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, Today I wanted to speak about something that is so prevalent in my daily life and in the lives of people who I know. And this is the idea of thought loops or what some people call rumination. So rumination is repetitively going over a thought or a problem without completion. This is otherwise known as thought loops or um, obsessive thoughts. So for me personally, I wanted to give an example today of what a thought loop looks like in my life. Oftentimes, before I go to bed, I am hit with a bajillion intrusive thoughts. These thoughts that come out of nowhere. For example, I'll be laying in bed and suddenly some embarrassing moment from years ago will hit me and I'll be left with that anxious, embarrassing feeling and it's so hard to deal with. It's extremely annoying because it always happens to me right as I'm just trying to fall asleep and that's really the most inconvenient time to start going down a thought loop. So often what I used to do is I would replay these scenarios over and over again in my head and try to rewrite the past in my brain by visualizing myself doing something differently or saying what I needed to say or just behaving in a manner which wasn't embarrassing. And so this can play out in a variety of ways for different people. Everybody has their own thought patterns, their own experiences. So thought loops for you may look different than thought loops for me. But I feel like this is something that people who have mental health issues often face is this obsessive thinking. This thinking is kind of... Typically, it's associated with obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, and the Journal of Obsessive Compulsive and Related Disorders found that 94% of people experience obsessive thoughts in some form at some time, and 20 to 35% of people with bipolar disorder also have OCD. So this is very interesting for me because even though I have never been diagnosed with OCD, I do have these kind of thoughts quite often and I thought it was interesting that 20 to 35 percent of people with bipolar disorder also have OCD because it kind of makes sense how these two thought patterns could be related especially when you're thinking about mania and paranoia which are common side effects of bipolar disorder particularly bipolar one. So if you're wondering Like, oh my God, Sky, I do have these obsessive thoughts. I do experience these thought loops. What can I do? What can I do to fix this? How can I handle this? And I have just created and learned from reading certain articles some ways to handle obsessive or compulsive thoughts. So I'm going to call them intrusive thoughts or a thought loop. And one thing to remember with these thoughts is that they are just 
thoughts. Becoming aware of this is essential because once you realize that these are just thoughts in your brain, you can really begin to change your focus and redirect your attention onto something that is more positive and uplifting. So it's important to find something to preoccupy your mind when you're experiencing these thoughts. Now, this could be getting up and moving, you know, maybe not right before bed, but if you have these thoughts during the day, getting up and getting out of your physical surroundings could be helpful and just moving your body, getting the juices flowing to go in a different direction can really help. Another way you could redirect your attention is by reading an engrossing story, reading a story that just brings you into that world and helps you get lost in your imagination. So then you're straying away from these negative, paralyzing thought loops. Another way you could attempt this is by meditating or praying. I really enjoy mantras, especially when I'm having anxiety at night. I like to say certain mantras like, I am safe, I am protected, I am well, I am whole. These kind of things, if you say these things repeatedly, repetitively in your mind, sometimes it can help shift your focus onto something more positive. Also, I know some people who read the Bible, they like to recite Bible verses, or you know, if you read different teachings from different masters or teachers, you can recite these teachings to yourself and it can help you get out of that loop. Another way that works is by deep breathing. There is some type of breathing that I wanted to speak about today that has really helped me, which is, I believe it's called square breathing, where you breathe in for four seconds and then you hold your breath for four seconds and then you exhale for four seconds. I don't know why that's called square breathing and I might just be making that up, but it's inhaling for four, exhaling for four, no, inhaling for four, holding it for four, exhaling for four. Sorry about that, y'all. It's been a while since I thought about deep breathing. Another way is by writing. Writing out your thoughts can be extremely helpful. And especially if you're someone like me who is hit with these intrusive thoughts right before bed, it can be really helpful to have a journal or a notebook by your bed where you can just write down your thoughts, write down some ideas you have, and just get them out of your brain and onto the paper so that they're no longer, you know, obsessing and they're no longer controlling your mind. So it's just really important to break the cycle. <clears throat> Another way you can do this is by watching a movie or a show, something that's going to totally take all of your attention out of your head and into this world of this show or this movie. So what helps me is, like I said, these thought loops often hit me right before I go to bed. So what I've decided to do every night is I spend time writing and praying every night. Now, this is also because I think because of my bipolar disorder, because I'm a manic person most of the time, unfortunately, all of my creativity hits me at night. And so I am just in this zone where I just have so many ideas at nighttime. So what I've made in a, how I've fixed this for, for myself is I've created a schedule in which I can thrive in my creativity. So what I do is an hour before I go to bed, I spend time doing all of my creative stuff, whether that be writing in my journal, whether that be writing poetry, whether that be writing songs. I just spend all this time writing and getting my ideas out so that as I go to bed, I will not be thinking about this stuff obsessively and and like being overwhelmed by all of this. So something I thought of that I've heard about 
from certain different therapy people is finding a higher power. So it can help to have a higher power or someone you can ask to help you with your rumination. Now, it doesn't have to be God or Jesus. I think you can have fun with this. You can be creative. And one thing I thought of was like for myself, what if I decided, okay, I'm going to pray to Kris Jenner. I'm going to imagine Kris Jenner in my mind and say, oh, dear Kris Jenner, please help me with my obsessive thoughts. I just thought you could do something fun, make it funny for yourself, make it an, an inside joke with yourself that that you pick this person as your higher power and you pray to them whenever you feel distressed. This can help you, especially if you don't feel particularly into Christianity or into God or into spirituality even. And it can give you something, some way to feel that connection with a higher power. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be that serious. So another way to handle rumination is by questioning your thoughts. Now, this is a key to developing self-awareness is being aware of your thoughts. This is something I've spoken about in previous episodes of this self-awareness and how essential it is to our mental health. Because if we are self-aware, if we are aware of the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, the way we choose to do things, then we can really begin to change our behaviors and our thoughts in a better direction. So one of the ways to do this is by questioning your thoughts. Here's an example of some things you could ask yourself if you're experiencing rumination. When you think of these things, say, is this thought helping me right now? And what is the purpose of this thought? Are these thoughts serving me or harming me? And then you need to get these thoughts out by writing them down or visualizing them leaving your brain. Now, if you stay tuned to the end of the episode, I am going to do a guided visualization exercise with you all just to help you kind of find a way to let go of your worries and let go of your ruminations. So stay tuned for that at the end. So sometimes rumination can worsen our anxiety and our depression because of the way brain the brain functions. So when you get stuck in a negative thought loop, your brain remembers other times you felt that negative way, which can enhance the anxiety and depression because you're feeling these negative feelings and they're just overwhelming you and making your anxiety and depression worse. So another way to combat thought loops is by remembering times when everything turned out okay. These connections that you make are called neural networks. Neural networks are often triggered by mood. So when you feel those networks and when you feel yourself going into a negative mood, try instead recalling a time that everything worked out even though you were a little anxious about it. So if you still feel trapped... Here's some exercises you can do to kind of help you remember those good times when things worked out despite your anxiety. You could ask a friend or a family member to help you think of these times when things worked out. You know, hearing about these times can send you down a more positive neural network. Another way to do this is by looking at old pictures of happy times in your life and trying to remember what that happiness felt like. One thing that really works is when you look at these pictures, try to remember exactly how you felt in that picture, the joy you felt. Try to really get into that state of being. Smell those smells, feel those feelings, look at those surroundings around you and really engross yourself, envelop yourself in that good, positive feeling. 
And it's really important to do these visualization techniques because they can really help you get into the mood. Another way to do this is by listening to music that helps you remember and feel the good times in your life. Do you have a time in your life where you look back and you just think, oh my God, that was just the best time. I was so happy. Everything was so good then. Well, instead of wishing you were in that time, why not play songs that remind you of that time, that can encourage you that times will be good again, as long as you're in that feeling of good, as long as you're in that healthy, positive neural network. So another way to do this is by going on a walk in a beautiful location, which can help you shift into a positive neural network. For me, I love going on hikes in the mountains by myself because this just brings me into nature. It brings me into this space of peace and love and joy. And it is so healing for me to go out in nature and get away from, you know, not necessarily the city because I do live in the country, but just get away from people and be by myself and just listen to the birds and hear the wind in the trees. And this helps change my frame of mind and helps me see things in a more positive way. So these techniques, are not meant to help you escape from your problems. They are meant to help you find solutions. That is something I really want to emphasize because I think when we do have mental health issues in our lives, it can be easy to find escape routes, whether that be through drugs, through alcohol, through you know toxic behaviors. It can be really easy to want to escape from ourselves and to escape from our problems and not face them and hide from them. And I understand this because I used to be that way. I used to use drugs and alcohol and different substances to escape from my body and escape from my current reality so that I wouldn't have to face these tough feelings I was feeling. Now, however, I've learned to, instead of hiding from these feelings, I've learned to embrace them and move with them and through them. And this has made my life so much better. So it's important that you can separate the problems in your mind and decide what actually needs to be solved or what is just a worry that can be released because worries are different than some thoughts. Some thoughts you have are genuinely concerns that you have that do need to be addressed and do need to be solved. So it's really important for you to know the difference between these thoughts that you actually need to solve, these problems that you actually need to solve, versus things that you are just worrying about, things that are just anxiety speaking to you. This is important. This is the key. And you really need to learn how to interrupt the thought loop before it goes out of control. So for me, what works for me whenever I'm dealing with my thought loops is writing, praying and meditating, nature, and I write every night before I go to bed. I write my ideas, my thoughts, and my feelings. This really works for me. Ever since I started giving myself time to creatively express my thoughts and my feelings at night, my life has improved drastically because writing for me not only helps me you know, process my emotion, but it helps me express myself in a creative way that can help me process as well. Now, I do not think that you can substitute doing artistic things for therapy. I think they can go hand in hand. You know, writing songs, writing poetry, singing, doing all this creative stuff can be very therapeutic, but it doesn't substitute for actual therapy. So it is always essential to get in with a counselor and really talk about your issues. And there are ways to do this online. I know BetterHelp is a great option from what I've heard, not sponsored. I'm just saying 
So I think there are, you know, thankfully we live in an internet age where we can get help in a much easier way than it has been in the past because we can find sources online for this stuff. So I will be leaving the articles that I used to write this episode in the link as links in the description of this episode. And now I would like to share my visualization exercise. Let's begin our visualization. Take a deep breath and close your eyes. Calm your mind. Visualize an intrusive thought you often have as an ice cream cone which you are holding in your hand. It is a hot summer day and you are standing on a hot sidewalk. Look at the ice cream cone. What flavor is it? How does it feel in your hand? Is it heavy? Does it weigh you down? Now watch the ice cream cone slide out of your hand and onto the sidewalk. Look at it melting away. A cleansing rain begins to fall and washes your intrusive thought away. You may open your eyes. Now, you can see that these intrusive thoughts, you can get rid of them in any kind of way. And this is just one way I learned from a therapist years ago how to eliminate my worries, how to eliminate my intrusive thoughts. Now, before you eliminate a thought, obviously you must need, you must know whether it's just a worry or whether it's a thought that needs to be solved, whether it's a problem that needs to be solved. But I think this visualization can be really helpful if you're dealing with worries and anxieties and intrusive thoughts that you do not need to deal with that are not real problems that are just there to bring you down a bad neural network. If you're looking for more information about thought loops, I will leave the articles I used to research this episode in the description box. And if you have any questions for me about bipolar disorder or mental health issues, you can email me at manicstateofmindpodcast at gmail.com and I could answer your question on the show if that's okay with you. You can also find me on Instagram at manicstateofmindpodcast and you can find my personal Instagram sky.menhart at manic (laughs) on Instagram. Sorry about that. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, please follow, please share, please rate, and please review. I will see you all next week.